Hey folks, this episode of the Sketch Sounds podcast is with Vic Alva, organizer and head of Emo Night Pomona. We talked about his history in organizing this event, coordinating with Brooklyn's Emo Night, as well as his own history in downtown Pomona. He started out at Acerogami, where the crowd quickly grew too big and had to move to Pomona's Fox Theater, where they stayed for a few months. And finally, making their home this month at DBA on the 15th with special guests, Sugar Cult. So, please welcome Vic Alva. Three, two, one. Thanks for joining me again, dude. For sure. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to talk to you, catch up with you about um, all that you've been up to. It's been like two months and you started doing all the... The Brooklyn Pomona, uh, Brooklyn Pomona, <laughs> Brooklyn Emo Nights, and yeah, like well, um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I don't do them, you know, personally. Like that's not my gig. Mm. It's um, yeah, Ethan and Alex. Um, they just brought me along. Mm-hmm. So they've been pretty busy with doing that. Um, yeah, it's a good time. And then yeah. finally bringing back um, Emo Night Pomona on the fifteenth of February. I'm pretty I'm excited, excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited, dude. It's been too long. It's been a while. You yeah. gonna be in a flyway? Uh, no, I actually um, moved it from uh, Fox, from Fox Theater. Um, you just, I, I went back to a, a smaller setting, just because mm-hmm. like, um, I, I I felt like well, when we first started off, long story short, we started off at uh, Ace Irigami, mm-hmm. and you know, it was, it's smaller in size, you know, capacity and stuff, and it felt like very intimate and I just felt more of a connection with people there uh-huh. um, and then when we moved into Fox I mean not to take anything away from Fox like whatsoever because I love love the flyaway um, it just seemed like Emo Night Pomona was starting to kind of get away or stray away from what we were when we first started mm-hmm. um, I guess that? corporate if you will oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um just kind of playing the same songs on kind of like a set list but without a set list right you know just like playing all the songs that we always play every single month versus at Acer Agami um, we were playing everything Mm -hmm. you know just everything Um, mid 90s late 90s to early 2000s mid 2000s and you know um, so in that sense we kind of strayed away from um, not purposely or no one told us like you know, you can't play or you can only play this type or whatever because it draws more. Yeah. But it's, uh, we, it was our choice. Like we did that. So now, um, anyways, we pulled it from Fox only because I wanted that same atmosphere, that same intimate atmosphere, um, that we had at Ace Aragami. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, I mean, to answer your question, it's at, um, DBA, the DBA, uh, uh, that, what is it? The bar, the wine and gallery place. DBA two five six. Two five six. Yeah. Bar right. and gallery winery. Yeah. 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 So it's there now. Um, <laughs> I'm not helpful. It's Never mind. <laughs> um, it's it's pretty cool, man. Um, I've been there a couple times. Um, I love the setting just because like you walk in, it's it's right on the corner, so the door's like on the corner, it's like yeah. facing the corner. <clears throat> um, you walk right in, the bar's right there, and then you you look to the right. There's a lot, you know, like a kind of like a long hallway, and then it just opens up to like that gallery, the art gallery. And they have like the stage there and, mm-hmm. um, 
it's definitely a lot smaller than Flyway, but I'm excited about it because yeah. I feel like bringing it back to a smaller, um, you know, venue, it's just going to allow people to connect with other people more yeah. and uh, on a more intimate level. And, you know, I, I, it gives me that opportunity once again to connect with the people that, you know, attend, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, emo night. Um, like I was at Ace Aragami. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, what's at, capacity at a Aragami? Um, they, it's less than a hundred or no, it's gotta be a hundred, right? I think it's about 140. Oh, if so I'm not mistaken. So it's a Fox rooftop S- around there. Yeah. 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 So and you I mean, blew it's, that one away. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like it, it was, it just seemed like the last, you know, before we went on this hiatus, Mm-hmm. the short you know hiatus or whatever it just seemed like the last like two or three months prior it um it wasn't drawing as much i don't know if you noticed that but it wasn't drawing as much um like like we did yeah and i think only because you know we took a lot of key elements from emo night and just kind of pushed them off to the side so it kind of turned people off that and like um you know, just moving different locations within Fox. Like, you know, Green yeah. Room, Ellie, or the, the Annie Room, which was our last one before we went on hiatus, and, you know, Rooftop, and then Flyway. It's just kind of like, kind of like a turn. It turned me off, to be honest. Like, just Were you trying to streamline it, or was this uh Because well, I know that, that last show was a scheduling thing, right? The, uh, was it a Wednesday that you had to... The, the very last one that we did? Was that the last one? I, the one that was at any room, right? At Fox? Oh, second to last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So second to last one. Yeah, dude. It was... Wednesday at Flyway. It was Wednesday. We got bumped to Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get all into it because... Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some issues there. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah. So uh, that was another thing. We kept, you know, switching days, but that wasn't because of us. And I want to let the people know that Mm -hmm. hear this and that it wasn't because, like, uh, or it was because we just kept switching days, man. And I apologize so that we didn't have like kind of a set day every month and a set location versus uh, DBA now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're giving us uh, either Fridays or Saturdays. So I'm going to try to wow. get Saturdays as much as I can. Um, I just talked to uh, the person who books there and um, we went over the calendar and I have a pretty good um, one day out of the month on the weekend set for every month so far nice. like the next few months. So um, and plus it's in the same location yeah. and it's just down the street from Flyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's still in downtown Pomona. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a better venue just because it's very intimate. Um, I love DBA. It's one of my favorite yeah, shows. It's, it's oh, really one nice. One of my favorite there. venues. It's really yeah. nice. I dig it. Um, they're excited to have us. They actually um, wanted. To have um, have us move over there like a year ago, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's like we just got caught up in like holy shit. There's like 200 people yeah. over here, at, yeah. over 200 people here at Flyway. Like why would we, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So in that sense, again, I mean going back to kind of straight away from how we were like the, just our roots, I guess. Yeah, from Isargami, it just kind of got not not big headed in that fact, but just like we got used to it and comfortable. We wanted more, right? Um, but now it's just like been there, kind of done that, mm-hmm. and I saw where it took us, and I'm just I want to bring it back mainly for the people, 
Yeah. Bring it back to that, to what it was. Less of that, what you said, corporate, corporate feeling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, bless those guys over at Fox, man. Gallo, he's, you know, he's still one of my really good friends. George uh, did sound for us. Um, they've always been really, really good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was just off-putting, just having those random days and random venues within Fox and kind of turned a lot of people off. Yeah. I mean, I definitely admit it. I mean, I, I, mean, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it Did you hear about it from like uh, in, in commentary on? Yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, uh, I mean it got around back to me. <laughs> um, and was it a lot? Was it was it like an overwhelming experience, or um, did they it, or were they gentle? I guess for well, they weren't mean about it. Yeah, it just, <laughs> you know, but it was kind of overwhelming, you know, just hearing it from a lot of people, and um, you know, that's when I started thinking, like shit, going going through all of our you know, our direct messages and like emails mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like, shit, man. Like they're not wrong. Yeah. You know? Um, so in a sense, like they checked me They're like, Hey dude, <laughs> this what is are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, it was a good thing, man. And that's what, you know, that's what it's for. I mean, the fans definitely come first. Mm. The people definitely come first. Yeah. I felt like we were putting ourselves first mm. and it should not be like that. Yeah. Because we are who we are. Um, granted we're not huge or anything like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're established, I guess, what I'm trying to say, um, because of them, you know, it, we wouldn't last, we wouldn't have lasted as long as we did if it honestly wasn't for the people. Right. And now I completely <clears throat> understand when people say, hey, they're up there giving award speeches. I would, I would be here if it wasn't for you. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. Because, I mean, face it, dude, if we had emo night and we had an average of like 15, 20 people every month, you know what I mean? We wouldn't have lasted like two months, mm. but it's because people kept supporting and coming back and having a blast. Like, you know, that's why we're still here. Yeah. And, you know, we took this hiatus and we're coming back and people are super stoked that we're coming back um, because they missed it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's one of those things where you don't know what you have until it is gone. <laughs> and that's another like such a, uh, you know, it's a cliche saying. Oh, but it's true. But it's so true. You know, I think like even though we had it once a month every month um, I feel like it was kind of getting just played out mm. you know people were a little burned out on it but because we've been off for two going on two and a half months and we're finally coming back um, people are super stoked about it yeah and they missed it um, it's not like you're doing it every Friday or no, something like yeah, that yeah yeah so it, it's it's cool man to have all that positive feedback like after all this time mm. and, and like you like you said you're in LA and people were talking about it yeah and yeah, I was in line for, um, oh, I forgot her name. Uh, I went to a show with a friend at, at Echo, and these people were in, were in line just like, oh, did you hear Pomona's coming back? Like, that's oh, my so God, awesome. do you want to drive? Do you want to do this? Like, That's so yeah. awesome, man. That's like, hey, yeah, guys, go, you know. Such a good feeling, dude, honestly, man. Because like, I know like in that area, well, especially right there at Echo, that's, that's you know, Babs Morgan and, you know, the other guys. That's their hood. That's Emo Night LA right there, dude. Yeah. And to have like... <laughs> You're encroaching. Yeah, dude. To have like people in line at the Echo talking about Pomona coming back and that's that gets me so excited about uh, February 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and now um, it's completely free. Free entry. Yeah. No more charging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how it was before. DBA is so strict on that too, right? Yeah. Are you, is it... Is it a, like a, a door split or something? Not a door split. Is it a, like a sales split? Anything no. like that? Mm-mm. Just chilling? Totally doing it. You know, just, just 
just for us, you know what I mean, and for the people. Just, awesome. It's all free. There's no money involved, you know, on, on both parties. Yeah. Nothing. Are you guys um, selling merch? You guys have those... Uh... Yeah, we have merch. Uh, we still have merch for sale. Um, mm-hmm. I have the box over here. Um, so I'm going to be um, selling that definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the hearts, right? Yeah. The hearts yeah. and the black. And then, yeah. uh, you know, like the Reaper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have a new design that's going to be coming out within like the next few months. Excuse me. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that, um, you know, for that launch. It's I, I think it's 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 funny. It's going to be a funny one. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to be my favorite shirt. <laughs> but I, um, I, I don't know. I, there seems to be some skeptic skepticism. Are you just <laughs> nervous? You, you you just getting jitters from returning? Yeah, you know what? Like it's I always do. I always get nervous just because like you want everything to go well. Yeah, of course. You know, you yeah. don't want any hiccups or, or, or anything. So, and because it's a new um, location mm-hmm. and venue, I don't know how setup is going to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that whole, like, first time thing, mm-hmm. that's what's making me nervous. Because I'm just so used to showing up and everything was just clockwork. Yeah. You know, before yeah. versus now, it's just kind of like, okay, what do we do and how do we do it? Um, you know, everything comes into play. So, yeah, I'm nervous um, about that in that sense. And, um, yeah, I know it's going to be a really good turnout. Um, uh, the flyer is going to be coming out this Sunday and, um, we have a couple of surprises that we're going to announce in the next like two weeks oh, nice. for that night. And I think people are going to be so stoked about it. Awesome. And they're going to be, you know, it's, we're back. Yeah. I'm just going to say that Imanai Pomona is back and we're we're swinging for the fences this year. Awesome. So, Good to hear, man. Yeah. You, you guys won't be disappointed. <laughs> that was such a blast. I mean, I told you about this before that a lot of that was going on when I was like back when I was in high school too. And, mm-hmm. and it was such a huge musical movement that at least such an effective musical right. movement, right? It didn't really hit the top 40 the way, maybe not in the way you wanted it to, but mm-hmm. like it was still so like, the fans are still here, obviously, you know, like yeah. the fans are alive and well. Mm-hmm. I like, Even new fans. Even new fans. Yeah. Uh, young fans. I mm-hmm. noticed young fans, uh, the last couple, Seensters. Yeah. Couldn't oh, they're be, still there. Couldn't have been more than <laughs> 20 years old. And I'm like, yeah. Seensters? Is mm-hmm. that coming back? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, what's, what's cool too <laughs> about it is like, um, you know, you have a lot of newer, you know, newer modern bands um, that are definitely you know, bringing it back, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, it's always been there, yeah, but yeah. it's been very quiet over the past, I would say, like, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. 11 at most. Um, but, no, all these new bands, and plus all the uh, all the other bands, older bands, they're coming back together, doing tours and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just, it's, it's really, like, with these emo nights, I, I want to say, like, it helped kind of fuel, you know, that energy and that, you know, the, you know, that industry, just kind of like, fuck, man, like, we're missing out. All these people are singing along to our songs. Like, yeah. this is amazing. So let's try to do something. You know? mm. um, so I wouldn't necessarily say 100% that we helped it or we helped them. Mm. Um, but we definitely, you know. You bolstered it for sure. Kind of motivated them. All yeah. the old school people to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, not us, but just all the emo nights as a whole. Like, yeah. This know, is part of a national, call it a movement if you it's want. It's a thing. 
And yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn, Pomona, Brooklyn, LA, LA, now San Diego and Orange County, you San said? San Diego, um, Fullerton has theirs. Um, and then you said the observatory. Observatory, yeah. Um, that's, um, what's it called? Uh, Emo Night Brooklyn. Um, you know, they do. They still do all their tours and stuff like that, too. So, And it's really, really cool to be a part of that as well. Like, mm-hmm. You know, just hanging out with, with those guys and um, being on that on that stage like that grand scale like mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's, it's, it's <laughs> there's it's really cool and I'm just glad that you know these dudes brought me along man and it's been fun it's been exciting you know I met a lot of fucking people that I never thought that I would be able to meet like Jordan from Newfound Glory like <laughs> that dude is the raddest dude <laughs> we were backstage at the House of Blues in San Diego not too long ago uh-huh. and um, it was me Jordan and his wife we're just sitting there just talking and come to find out, like, this dude's, like, a huge video game fanatic. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so we're just talking about video games and emulators and how androids are better. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a rad dude, man. Uh, but, no, it's, you know, it's because of Ethan and Alex of Brooklyn, you know, I'm, I was able to meet, like, these people and get connected with certain people. And, you know, certain people are, you know, I can't say any names now, but certain people are going to be doing... Um, future emo night pomonas mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a fucking blast like i said we're just you coming. included right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean emo night pomona is my baby yeah i'm never gonna let that go i was you gonna know? say so. like it, wait you're not telling me like it's turning into some other thing that you're not involved in cause... no not at all <laughs> not at all like um I, emo night pomona is my baby but i do um you know hang out with brooklyn uh, whenever they're out here how did you get hooked up with those guys uh, man, it's correct me if I'm wrong. That was the first one. Yeah, yeah. D- despite of what you heard, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it wasn't L.A., right? I knew it was Brooklyn. I knew it was New York first. Um, that was the first I ever heard of one. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there was one in Kansas City. There was one <laughs> <knows>? actually. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's. I want to say. There was one in the UK somewhere, oh, and okay, then it cool. just you know, someone caught wind of it, and yeah, you know, and yeah. So then, it, yeah, like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get on anyone's yeah. bad side here. Dude, <laughs> no, you know no, I mean? no. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll just, I'll just nod my head. All emo nights are great, and uh, <laughs> totally, man. They they please the crowds because everybody loves and misses the music that you know once was, and right. loves the music that is currently. Mm-hmm. You know. Of course, man. We've got, uh, who was the last band that you had on um, the Flyaway show? It, I think it was that, that Wednesday show. I'm trying to remember the name of that band. It was like a three-piece. Those guys were so cool, and I started following them. Drummer on, Singer? Uh, no. Um, shoot, we'll come back to that one. Uh, really cool guys. Uh, I didn't talk to them, but like I, I went on their Instagram, and I was just like, I don't know, just some... They what seem they like cool Hollow? guys. Huh? Hollow? Follow Hollow. Yeah, Hollow. Yeah, Follow Hollow. Yeah. At Follow Hollow. Yeah, yeah. those are rad dudes, man. And they, <laughs> their, their sound is very unique, and we got a lot of positive feedback. I heard a them. lot of people talking good mm-hmm. things. Like, I was right there in the crowd. I was mm-hmm. I was there taking pictures, and I was there standing back, and, like, everybody was talking about them. Yeah. Those are so amazing, man. Um, well, you'll be happy to know that February 15th, they're coming back. Oh, sweet. They're part of our uh, Welcome Back party, so. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can't awesome. wait to have those guys so it's them um, Hollow Havoc Faction and uh, Calm Grove they're going to be you know opening the night and stuff so mm. um, it's going to be fun and then plus you know our special guests so 
I, I can't really announce. I no, don't do now. it. Don't do it. But, it's got to um, be a. It's got to be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Keep us wanting more. Yeah. I don't even know. know. Like you haven't told me, and I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> Maybe after. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll show you after. <laughs> but um, let me see. Let me see your CCD mails and. <laughs> I mean, I could I could show you. Oh no. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a highly anticipated thing now, <laughs> or as it should be. Uh, it's up to you. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not, I won't say it. I'll just look. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that's wow. definitely gonna be fun. Yeah. Okay. Come to emo night Pomona. <laughs> February fifteenth, man. That's um, at the DBA in downtown. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be worth it for sure. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Good you times. built a lot of these connections over this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait, so how did you meet? Um, okay, going back to that. Yeah. Um, um, what are their names again? Like Ethan and Alex. Ethan so, and yeah, Alex from yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, just kind of, um, you know, it, it started on Instagram. Um, we messaged them um, and said, "Hey, man, like, you know, we're huge followers and you know fans of what Brooklyn does." Um, if you guys are ever out in this area, you know, and if you guys want to do like some guest DJ spots or whatever to, to kind of help boost us, mm-hmm. um, that would be fucking rad. So, you know, they got back, but uh, unfortunately they weren't able to. Mm-hmm. But we were just keeping in contact, like, you know, over the next few months and stuff and just became like Instagram friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, buddies or whatever. I got some of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then they just, uh, they invited me out. This is like a year ago now. Um, inviting me out to San Diego, actually, and a few of us drove out over there and kind of like just hung out with them, man, and just mm-hmm. you know clicked ever since then. And every time they came out, like uh, I always made it a point to go out with them and, and you know join them, or they would invite me out mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. And cool, cool, you know. And since then, yeah, it's been you know mm-hmm. pretty good <laughs> I don't I didn't realize there was already an emo night in San Diego um, yeah there's this um, so I think it's called Through Being Cool huh uh, I think it's called Through Being Cool Through Being um, Cool yeah, I did know Bar. about that one yeah yeah those guys are pretty cool too yeah um, I know a guy that DJs at Blonde Bar a lot yeah um, yeah yeah so um, yeah man um, I believe one of the guys that does it is um used to be in that band or was in that band um my american heart mm. so um yeah pretty rad dudes um still haven't really made it out to like one of their events and vice versa but mm. i mean it's definitely gonna happen oh um, but you're fully connected and you have their you have their support and vice versa yeah. and yeah 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 awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool man um yeah. but you gotta San- get this one going and then uh and just you know <laughs> get feature spots yeah. I mean, you've already had this one going. I mean, <coughs> let me correct that. This is this has been a thing for a while, and uh, that that people have been talking about, it's, that people do know about. You know. Yeah, Pomona. It's it's cool, man, because a lot of people don't really know that we started off at Acergami. Um I met you well after that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We already um, we got connected through Gallo and um, Alebo. <clears throat> yeah. But mm-hmm. um, no, coming in this, I want to say July, July or August, I believe, is going to be our two-year anniversary. Awesome. Yeah. 
which is doesn't seem like a long time. <laughs> uh, to people who don't create things, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't know. It's just also that that uh, that that time suck that projects like that seem to create. You know, mm. you yeah. you would lose track of time, and it doesn't feel like two years. But no, everybody's like, all. "What what have you been doing for two years?" Yeah, like, actually, a lot. <laughs> right. It's so funny. You know all that like, stuff you like. Whenever, took some time. Whenever I hang out, or not whenever, but um, my parents, uh, you know, every once in a while when I go visit them, to, uh, they always give me the same shit. Like, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, once you get a real, are you gonna get a real job? <laughs> just, oh, this is my job. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can have your day job. That's fine. But yeah. Like, you can't lose track of your your uh, your projects, your work. You know, yeah. there's work and then there's like the fundraiser, you know, right. and this is, you know, I'm going to ride this thing until the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. I love doing it. Mm. I just, I love the energy of the people. Um, you know, it's fun. It's a blast. Everybody loves it. Everybody's so into it. Like even, even that slow night that I saw, I, I didn't catch your, um, oh, no, I did catch it. Uh, that was actually more packed. Never mind. I was going to say the uh, the one in the anteroom in uh, at Fox. Yeah, that was that was more packed than the one before, the one before that. It. Yeah, but those people stayed all night. Yeah, those people in the flyway. It was what thirty, forty people, because it's Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> like no fault of your own. Yeah, like it was a Wednesday. <laughs> like it happens. You know, that's yeah. why that's why clubs don't open on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. You know. Exactly. And but was, hey, was... people still showed up, and they were diehards. Like that was great. I. Yeah, it's always inspiring me. Uh, inspiring me um, when I see that, you know. Mm. It's um, yeah, it's definitely something that um, oh, people are gonna come and support. Yeah, you know, like mm. no matter what, mm -hmm. you're gonna have your regulars. You're gonna have your diehards, definitely. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, even though there was like forty whatever people there, um people still had a good time you know yeah. that 40 were up in front and singing their hearts out and yeah <laughs> i was a little upset um just because you know we got bumped to wednesdays and i just knew that it wasn't going to do as well on thursdays like it did on thursdays oh no thursdays were solid every time right yeah pretty much man. i didn't make them yeah. all but uh i made a few yeah. <laughs> they were always yeah. packed mm -hmm. but um yeah no this year definitely is the year for emo night pomona for awesome. sure. Yeah. What What's your connection with? Um, do you have any connection with fans? Like, do do people come up to you afterward? Because you're DJing these nights too, mm -hmm. right? So, like every time, you're yeah. up there singing along and you're riling up the crowd. You know what? You know what's weird, dude? Is like, I, I don't necessarily like curating at all. Mm. Like, uh, I'll, I'll I'm behind there because you know music does have to be played, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Like what I always get, even now, even when I, you know, even at Emo Night Brooklyn events, mm. people say the same thing there that they say at Emo Night Pomona. Uh, people that you know don't know who I am or are there for their first times and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll come up to me and say, "Man, you're the hype man. You're the <laughs> hype man. Like, <laughs> you get me going." And that's, I guess, unofficially, that's my title. I um, guess you're the hype man and also man in charge. Yeah, <laughs> right? like you're. You're putting it all together. You're making sure the the wheels are spinning, and yeah, 
and you're the hype man ready to go yeah Yeah, but you're not the only one like everybody you know you you get you get like you get people relieving you of your of your hyping duties right you get adrian from uh assuming we survive survive. Yeah. yeah He's a really good friend of ours. Um, We've seen him a couple of times there. Yeah, and he'll he, show up. Everybody um, loves him. Uh, and so um, Anthony Lovato of Mess, um, he's been there a couple times too. Mm-hmm. So um, they're kind of just hanging back in the shadows. <laughs> but, um, but Adrian is, yeah, he's he's a dear friend of mine. Um, and I just, whenever he shows up, it's, it's always a good time. Because mm-hmm. he knows how to get the crowd going, man. He's such a good front man. He's an honest guy. He's such a down to earth dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's how could you not like the guy? You know, it's oh yeah. He just has. I've talked to him a few times. He's so cool. He's like the raddest dude that I've met like mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. Most genuine dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really love that dude. I saw him giving like relationship advice or something, or like I didn't hear the, I didn't really hear the conversation. It sounded like relationship advice, and he was just like, it looked like he was coaching somebody through something at at the anteroom show on oh, the man. outside. Like we're outside, and I'm like. Man, what a guy! That's he's, he's a stand-up like, dude, man. Like you know, apparently they look like strangers, so he yeah. was just you know coaching oh, this dude oh, through When it comes to you know people and and you know just other things that should matter, like he's the dude that puts those things first. Yeah, he it, people come first. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about him. He's such a genuine dude. Like he's 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 um. He rubs off on you, man. Like he really does, and it's it's very contagious. <laughs> so I think a lot of um, I've chilled out a lot. I mean, not saying that I was like, you know, over my head with with things or just like I wasn't a hundred mile per hour type of dude. But like he he rubbed off on me, man. And yeah. Like he's just because he's he, really mellow. Yeah. He made he made me like kind of realize and made me see from a different perspective mm-hmm. and. It's so much different. It's so much clearer now. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, such an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Adrian, man, I love you, dude. <laughs> um, well, so you don't uh, curating is not not your favorite thing to do. Uh, but when people are coming up to you afterwards, what are they telling you? Um, a lot of the times, it's more like, "Oh, thank you." You know, you just made me get all nostalgic and maybe think about you know things that I went through when I was a kid and mm-hmm. there's that whole thanks factor and and um, you know good job and hype man what's up <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah no that's pretty much the gist of it you know like oh you did you did good out there oh you're doing good that's amazing mm. like, it had to energy. be more than hype man you like, know? The energy like, flow be... is just it's on point and mm-hmm. dude I'm so gassed like they're in like the first like towards the end of Emo Night Pomona you know like I, that's when you notice I start getting like more hype mm-hmm. because like we start playing like the, the hits like mm-hmm. the fingers <laughs> dude I'm so gassed after like the first two songs man like just up there clearly just, yeah <laughs> oh, it was, oh my god it was in so a positive funny. way of course yeah definitely yeah. but like the You're next all song about comes it. up I'm just like oh time to go again you know <laughs> but uh yeah like it's I got a funny story to tell you about that. Actually, we were in—I um, was in San Diego with Emonite Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, this last one, um, this month, and um, it's me and uh, Ethan and Alex. They weren't there, 
but it was uh, their buddy Andrew, um, who's from Brooklyn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was up there. I was up there. We were kind of just you know curating the night and stuff, and he was like the hype guy for mm. the whole like pretty much the whole <laughs> thing, right? And I'm just sitting back there just choosing songs and whatever, just being like kind of quiet. And then um, he comes up on like the little platform where we're at on the stage. Of, you know, it's House of Blues or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, man, just go out there and have some fun. I was like, yeah, I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, whatever. He was up there. I was like, shit, man, I, I get it. Like, it's time for me to go out there now. So here's the funny. This is where the funny part comes. And I'm up there doing my thing, and um, I'm just fucking winded, running back and forth because that stage is huge, right? Uh-huh. I'm running back and forth and just, you know, dancing or whatever and just hyping everybody up, reaching over like that barrier, giving everyone fives. And, um, so I was, I was like so damn tired, dude. Like I couldn't really breathe. (laughs) So after that song or towards the end of like, I I forget what song it was playing, Mm. but I go back to that little platform stage on top of the stage where we have like the, the, the booth. Mm-hmm. And I just lay flat right behind Andrew, like back, <laughs> like. And I think it was uh, Jordan, Jordan from uh, Newfound Glory. His wife, she like ran up. She's like, "Do you need water? <laughs> I got you." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. please, maybe a vodka soda." <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, you know, it's just it's tiring, but a good tiring. Mm. You know, just seeing like smiles and people yeah. just. I know. imagine it's like going to the gym, where it's like. It That's hurts, workout, but you dude. don't you don't hate it, you know. Okay, because like I'm in my 30s, man. Like, recovery mode is super slow. So oh yeah. It like my body, it's it's kind of sore the night of, but over the next like two days. That's when it fucking really hits me. Man. It's like <laughs> I can't move my. Yeah, like ask her, man. Like she's just like there was. <laughs> um, it was with Brooklyn again um, at the observatory actually the, mm-hmm. for the West Coast Holiday Fest. I'm up there doing my thing and stuff. We're all up there, and and I don't know what the heck happened, but like two days later, you know, I'm here hanging out, and my arm just will not move further than this right here. Uh, like for those you can't see, I, I could, it's uh, lower nipple, lower like, nipple, lower than nipple. Yeah, lower than nipple, man. Like I could not move it past that. It just hurts so uh, good. <laughs> it hurts so good. But yeah, dude, no, it's um, it's very very tiring, and uh but fun mm. and I can't wait are you a musician yeah um, I've, I've been in bands mm-hmm. um, I play guitar is like my main thing mm-hmm. so I play guitar um, I used to sing for a band uh, back in the day and then I could play bass a little bit here and there drums a little bit um, and then piano mm-hmm. not much piano but uh, I love playing piano mm-hmm. and every song I always want to learn like I it's just YouTube. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it, that's it. That's all it is. YouTube. If, like if YouTube placement. existed when I was trying to learn piano, I would have done a lot better. Yeah. Like my placement, <laughs> like my finger placement is just very elementary or preschool on piano. It's, <laughs> and like the pedals and stuff, it's... I don't have mine. I, I can remember how to put my fingers on a keyboard, on like a computer keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, man. But um, it runs in the family, dude. Um my dad's just that dude knows how to play everything mm. like everything um is he in bands and all that too or does he just play when he was you know when he was a teenager and stuff he wasn't he was in a band actually with my uncle um my mom's brother mm-hmm. um my uncle played the drums my dad played bass and keys and they were they were good man like mm. he still has like all their demos and stuff but oh nice 
Yeah, dude, they were really good. So um, a lot of people in my family um, are, mus- are musicians. Mm-hmm. Like I have an older brother. He's in like, um, what do they call that? Uh, kind of like a crust punk band. Oh, nice. Yeah, like very heavy, <laughs> yeah. uh, heavy stuff. He's actually going to Mexico City coming up here soon. I think it's next month as well. But he's in a band called Holocaust. Um, was in a band called Resist and Exist like back in the day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he's doing his thing, and that's awesome. But yeah, dude, we're all like a family of musicians. That's so cool. Yeah, so like a lot of my upbringing, um, you know, it was just classic rock, uh, new wave from my mom's side, and she, my mom, listened to all that, like Susie the Banshees, mm-hmm. Bauhaus, and you know, The Cure, and. All those bands. Well, my dad listened to bands like Beatles, Chicago, you know, Led Zeppelin, and all those bands, right? Right. So my older brother, um, I mean, I don't mean to get off track, but all my older brother was into, like, early punk, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, the Ramones or, like, Misfits, Subhumans, but he also dabbled in hip-hop at the time. So it was, okay. like, N.W.A., Public Enemy, Karis one then when I was growing up, I, I, you know, because of I was surrounded by so many genres, mm-hmm. I adapted and just loved everything that I heard, and um, and it's still like that today. Mm-hmm. I love every if it sounds good, you know, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But you landed on one in so many ways. I landed on one in so many ways, um, because of a band called um, Green Day. <laughs> little band called Green Day. They, a uh, little band. You guys band may band. have heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the first EP is out now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually heard heard them in a skate video. And then they came out with um, their single Basket Case. Mm. Keep in mind, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. So, like, you know, <laughs> this goes way back. And the only reason, this is how I learned how to play guitar. Was I, I wanted to learn how to play guitar um, more so because of Green Day. Mm-hmm. So back when that video came out um, for Basket Case, I used to sit there and like wait for it to come out so I could record it on a fucking VHS <laughs> and just play back and watch like his placement, you know, yeah. where he put his hands on his guitar, like the frets and everything. So I rewind it, rewind it, rewind it. Okay, oh, that's the sound that he's playing. Okay, I got it, I got it. And I learned how to play guitar. I learned that my the very first song, obviously, I learned how to play on guitar was Basket Kids. Nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So. My first was uh, Damn It by Blink-182. Oh, nice. That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun one. I didn't play it to its full, like, you know, full potential, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or to my full potential, but I got the little, you know, I got the, I got the tabs down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the time, I was in, I don't know, seventh grade. Yeah. So what's what's funny is, dude, like I, I um, you can tell me, hit a, an E sharp or like an E minor, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But <laughs> what did you say? But it's oh, it's this here. I'm like, oh, okay, that. Yeah. Cool. You already know how to you know, do like, it. I, yeah. yeah. I just I don't know like it's weird man because yeah i play guitar but i don't know chords like i don't offhand yeah you know well you know them you know how to do them i know how to play them i just don't know what they're called i just don't know what they're called yeah yeah and so a lot of the times like i learned how to play well i learned other people's songs Mm -hmm. um just by ear Mm -hmm. and that's how i would learn how to play like oh shit well this sounds different like it's not a bar chord Mm -hmm. he's you know hitting this Mm -hmm. okay oh that's the right string and whatever but um but yeah um 
that was a very long answer to your question. I apologize. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, I play guitar. <laughs> I remember seeing some interview with uh, Jay Maskus from uh, Dinosaur Jr. Oh, nice. About uh, yeah. how he played. The guy was like, how do you do that? Just flat out. Like, how do you... What's your training? Like, what is your background? And he's like, I just play. And he's like, like if you've ever seen an interview with Jay Maskus, he's the most, like, like just flat tone what's uh, you know deadpan yeah. kind of guy uh, like me just uh <laughs> no no you are a friendly approachable person and he is very quiet <laughs> that's funny dude. okay because a lot of it's weird a lot of people think i have like a mean look right really like, I, pff, I didn't think i did but i've been told like over the years like dude you always look like you're so serious you're such a serious dude it's like really i'm not like, i joke around you know i have fun but um yeah, it's weird because, like, I guess in, in, in a way I am kind of to myself, like, quiet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But once you get me in my element, like, even I, Pomona, like, I'm just a completely different dude. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that just shows, dude, like, the people have that effect on me, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I see them singing out, singing all the songs and just having a blast. And just, I feed off of them, mm -hmm. um, really. Because if it's a room of, like, two, three people, it's... You know what I mean? It's hard it's to a little do, different. yeah. It's hard to, you know what I mean? Um, but if I'm, <laughs> if I'm by myself, mm -hmm. I act how I act when I'm at Emo Night. If I'm listening to music, I'm just like, fuck yeah, I get so into it. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, no, like I'm a kind of a quiet dude, um, but you wouldn't know that mm. by, you know, seeing me up there on stage. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know, I get that a lot too. <laughs> it's uh it's is it a face you make because i can't <laughs> i can't really relate to it's, that commentary because like, you funny. seem like you've always seemed like a pretty approachable guy it's funny <laughs> that you say that if it's a face that you make um i'm gonna say no i think it's it has to do with my eyebrows because they're so like you know just fucking sharp straightforward. Turns. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um but no going back to is it a face that you make um, when I was in a band, the band that I sang for a while back, um, you know, we're writing songs, like the whole writing process. And, and once we get it down, we run through songs or whatever, like any normal band does. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm such like an OCD dude mm -hmm. and like everything has to be like picture perfect. Right. Right. So even with, you know, the house setting, like, things have to be in order. Mm -hmm. Things have to be nice looking and stuff. So I was like that with the band. Mm -hmm. Um, it has to be like this. So, or we're not doing it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Or other, it's like, I, I guess like my bandmates didn't really like being around me, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, because like, oh, I used I to coming, when, did he already, did he already cut his part? <laughs> <laughs> so when I say that I learn music by ear, yeah, I can hear every single mistake at the same time that, yeah. you know, someone would make in the band. Yeah. And, um, I would immediately just look over it at like my bass player or my guitar player <laughs> or the drummer look behind me and the bass player would say, oh, it's the Vic look. So yes, <laughs> when you said, is it a look? I started laughing because I automatically thought of my old bass player from yeah. that band because he would look at me and be like, look down and just, sorry, let me like, get that right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a dick. It was just more like I wanted it just perfect. Yeah. You know, I wanted us to be tight. 
It's like that natural reaction yeah. when you hear an annoying sound. Uh-huh. You're, you're just like, what the fuck is that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not meant to be offensive when you look and it's, you see an old lady, an old lady has fallen. Like, right. oh, okay, it's not annoying anymore. We can fix this. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the correlation between old ladies falling and... <laughs> oh, just like an annoying sound. That oh. would, you know? Like, you, you, um, turn, you turn to your bassist who, like, like just like, played the wrong... That old lady fell. She's fucking annoying. <laughs> No, no, you, you heard an annoying sound before you turned. <laughs> and then you sympathize, and then you're like, oh, okay, okay. Was that no, the no, cry no, for good. help? Yeah. <laughs> then it was the cry for help. That was it. Annoying. was your basis saying, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, what was that band called? Uh, fuck, man. Um, and a lot of people, th- before I say it, a lot of people thought it was related to a certain, like, uh, sub um, spinoff of a popular TV show once called um, Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. Right? So then they had Saved by the Bell, the college years. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we were called the college years. Oh, that's not close enough. But it wasn't like... <laughs> you know how many times we heard that, though? It's like... Fair enough. It's <laughs> funny. It made me laugh every single yeah. time, too. Because I always have a, a good time, like, explaining it. But no, like, we were all going to school at the same time. Yeah. So, um, like, in college. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, the college years. You got to book Zach Morris... For one of these. And his phone. <laughs> the Zach phone. That'll just be his microphone. And he'll yeah. just scream into it. We gotta bring that back. <laughs> the Zach Morris phone. I was wondering how much those cost recently. I was having some conversation. I was like, were those... Those must have been expensive, right? I'm sure they cost more now. Oh, yeah. yeah. The vintage feel. <laughs> the vintage uh, yeah. trope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, I don't know, man. Because, like, rotary phones, if you want to buy them. You know. you know what I miss? I miss flip phones. I miss flip phones, too. I miss flip phones. I miss uh, the Razors coming back. Is it really? They're updating it. I don't exactly know how, but they're doing it. Mm. And uh, I'm kind of excited because it was a piece of shit phone. But it was cool looking. Yeah. My dad had one. <laughs> it was slow as hell. Do you remember the sidekick? The scene kick? <laughs> the scene kick. Yeah. Every scene kid had that. <laughs> except for me. <laughs> I was poor. <coughs> I had a little chocolate that that chocolate oh, I, I phone by Verizon. Seen... Oh, Remember yeah. the chocolate? They yeah. had like a white one and then a black one. But uh-huh. it, that phone was like mainly for music. I was like, oh, cool music. Like, why is it mainly for music? What does it do? You know? It just it looked cool because it slid up. Yeah. But no, I miss flip phones because they're like the satisfaction of hanging up on someone on a flip phone is just <laughs> you can almost so hear much snap. better than like pulling your phone away from your ear and waiting for it to light up and then pressing a button. <laughs> like no. And those things are very yeah, you durable. You have to wait. Like, if you want to make sure you hung up, you stop and wait for it to light back yeah, up Yeah, dude. Versus, like, a flip phone. You can just go, yeah, close it. Done. Like, done, dude. Yeah. And those things were super durable. Like, you can run over them with a fucking steamroller and mm-hmm. it should be fine. There's so many so many of those memes about, um, like, the Nokia, what were they called? Uh, I, I can't remember the, like, It was like a blue subtitle. Thing, huh? Yeah. And it was, like, indestructible. I had one. And it was just... There's nothing you could do to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will survive. It will hold the call. Kind of. Yeah, those, those <laughs> phones. Yeah. Every single ringtone in every single movie was based off of that damn ringtone of Nokia. <laughs> yeah. Back then. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> no. This is relatable. This is so relatable because we all remember the early... I mean, not not the, not the younger crowd of Emo Night, but like... Right, but most of us, I think, like remember, you know, all that, yeah, pre Facebook, pre YouTube, 
MySpace. Yeah, MySpace, Zanga. Friendster. I never had Friendster. Yeah, that was a shitload of fuck. What about a... <laughs> was that more like um Was that like MySpace or was it closer to the live journal model? It's closer to MySpace. It's It's like... If MySpace had a prototype, that was it. <laughs> and it was just complete ass. Uh. <laughs> you couldn't do anything, man. Like, it was, it was, yeah. Uh, MySpace was the best. God, MySpace. <sighs> Good old times. My page is, like, super decked out, too. Like, I remember that. Like, it, was, it wasn't, like, noisy looking. Mm. It was very, like, tight and compact. And then I had, like, the background music and without, like, the player and everything. I had, like, all my codes set up and everything. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't so turn the music off. <laughs> One of those guys. <laughs> You're the reason why it took five minutes to load your for, page. For like the longest time, I had the Hey Macarena song on there. Oh, dude. <laughs> it takes forever and it's annoying. It was killer. <laughs> Definitely. I didn't have a lot of friends back then because I'm sure they like bailed out before they could even hit the friend request button. <laughs> so you were because top eight was like a top six. <laughs> Who, you know, I didn't have a top eight or a top six. Did you give up on it before that it was, happened? It was just because that came later. That came later. Yeah. But no, no, no. It was, um, it was hidden actually. Like my friends were all like hidden. Oh. So like the codes that the code that I had for my page was like everything was like all hidden mm. except for you could see my picture. Um, the music was playing. There was a, a picture in the background. Mm. Um, dude, it was of Connor Obers. <laughs> I had one yeah. too. And with like his little <laughs> quote, and then like two, um, two of the recent comments, and that was it. <laughs> so everything was pretty much hidden. Oh, that's I'm a awesome. private guy <laughs> that loves Macarena <laughs> and Connor Oberst. I'm gonna play Macarena on February 15th, so everyone fucking learn the dance. You are going yeah. to lose some lose some fans. <laughs> yeah, but I'll gain I'll gain dancers. Yeah, you'll gain some dancers that were fans and were previously not dancers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I have this 90s mix that I found somewhere I can't remember somebody just put together the gems mm -hmm. and I've got it on my iPod it's Nerf Herder on there Nerf Herder Nerf Herder no from like the Star Wars from reference like, yeah for, for, yeah yeah from the 90s that band Nerf Herder oh it was a band called yeah. Nerf Herder yeah no this oh, was man, like this so was good. like uh, top 40 of the 90s Oh, okay. Yeah, so Macarena was on there. <laughs> Dude, what was that song? Um, God. The Asian dude sang it? Or, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to be... Gangnam Style? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style. If I had MySpace, that would definitely be, like, the song I'd have in the background, dude. <laughs> You would Just make a lot of friends, of like, everybody. immediately, and then you would lose a bunch soon yeah. after. People would probably think I was funny to begin with, but then fucking annoying after, like, the first day. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, would you follow it up by going to school and, like, and like dancing this Gangnam style? Yeah. <laughs> you know, people would really be thrown off. Like, wow, he's all in. <laughs> he's all in totally with, uh, what's his name? Psy. Psy. <laughs> yeah, he's PS Korean. Is it PSY? PSY. Right? Yeah. Is it? I don't even know. It might just anymore. be S-I. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking it's P-S-Y. I don't know what happened to that guy. Uh, who are, uh, who's reaching out to you band-wise? Is there anybody uh, that, like, to this day, like, everybody... For, um, for Emo uh, Night. Emo Night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, um, quite a few bands actually, um, especially now because we did the announce of, um, you know, created that event, mm-hmm. the event page on Facebook um, of the return for Emanai Pomona. Right. So ever since then, like, we've been getting like a lot of messages from like a lot of bands. Um, and it's, it's so cool, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause like people are so interested in, and, and they want to play it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like the dude that actually goes through all the bands and mm-hmm. checks them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like versus other people. I mean, no one in specific, but like, you know how it is. Or if, if, if someone hands you like a demo, yeah, you just don't have time for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like all these big name dudes. Right. Um, in the in the industry, like the corporate dudes, mm-hmm. they don't have time for it. They won't give you the time of day. Yeah. Um, but even if I was that dude that was up there, like a known guy, yeah, I would still listen to a demo. I would listen to your band. So yeah, like I because that's I, why you got into it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, partially. Don't why forget, you got like into he it. made you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is why you're here. <laughs> yeah. So. No. Yeah. Bands. Um. They've been messaging me and. Um, haven't had a chance to hear them all yet, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really good ones. And the way I think I t- when I talked to you before, um, I love the local scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in love with it. You know what I mean? Like I want to help out in any way that I can mm-hmm. with the, you know, for these bands. So if it means like, you, you know, putting them on, like anything I could do to mm-hmm. help you out, I'm going to do it. Are you helping them book other shows or anything like that? We have a show coming up. Um, it's not an official emo night. It's actually this Saturday, um, the 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, we teamed up with the uh, Inland Empire Music League. Cool. And so we have Here Lies, Tickers Levers, um, Dan Chavez from Hideouts doing acoustic set, um, Zero to Hero. Um, and I believe there's one more. But yeah, no. Um, we, you know, I'm starting to do like other things, like other bookings yeah other than emo night just because like i don't you know i i can't fit all these bands that message me into emo night mm-hmm. because our formula is two bands a night right and there's well more than well over two bands that you know i have in my inbox mm-hmm. so we're what we're doing is we're trying to string together a bunch of shows with um the orange county music league and inland empire music league and just kind of put shows out and just to give like a lot of bands like you know, chances to get up name out. Yeah. Um, there's cool. this, act, there's actually this one band, um, that I'm going to name. They're amazing. They're from San Bernardino. Um, they're called, I see, I don't know how to pronounce their name. There's two ways. It's either Dalliance or Deliance or Deliance. Anyways. Oh, okay. But, um, if you guys get a chance, check them out on, um, Instagram. They're very, uh, they remind me of like, old school like mid 90s emo like that analog raw feel nice kind of remind me of like the promise ring texas of texas is the reason those type of bands um mm. check them out they're really how good. was that spelled then uh d-a-l-l-i-a-n-c-e mm. yeah Delicious, good cool i think and they're from san bernardino you're gonna you're gonna get the burn? san bernardino nice. yeah you yeah. don't hear a lot about bands from san not B- too many bands no you don't like proper or from the county, right? Yeah. From uh, they're from the city. From the city, actually. yeah, yeah. I can That's name like a couple, what, like, maybe a couple of punk bands. It's like what, like forty-five minutes away from here, an hour away from, oh, at most, depending. Yeah, forty tops. Yeah. yeah, given traffic is both ways now all the time. You know. <laughs> yeah, they've been I working don't... on the ten freeway for like twenty years now, dude. 
Oh, they'll never be done. <laughs> They've been working on the 60. I saw like, um, you know, that 10 year challenge. Oh God. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. The one for the 60. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hasn't moved. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That made me giggle. <laughs> I giggled. It was cute. Uh, you want to take a break? Dude? Yeah. Okay. And we're back. What's <laughs> up? Uh, so you talked about your history in in this music and as a musician at, coming from a musical family. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a bunch of different cities in L.A. County. Mm-hmm. So um, my family moved a lot. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say I'm from one place, but I mean, if I can, if I can say like a county mm-hmm. in L.A. Yeah, I, I pretty much grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just moved out to the Inland Empire. I believe I believe when I was 16 mm-hmm. with my parents, and then I moved back to Orange County for like a year, then came back, and then. My parents moved to Rancho, and that's when I met like you know, all those, all the guys and stuff. And um, mm. yeah, the Rufio dudes. Yeah, they went to Rancho High School. Yeah. Um, right. Some of them. Yeah, except for um, I don't know if John Barry went actually to Rancho. I know Scott, Mike, and Clark did. Hmm. Yeah. I went to Altaloma. As far as I know, we didn't have any. We had a we had a psychobilly band mm-hmm. that was definitely making their making themselves making itself heard. Um, they were called the Crypt, and that was oh three. Okay. And they played battle the bands, you know, at the high school and did all yeah. these things. And I they they put out an album. They turned themselves into the astounding Roy Orbisons, <laughs> and they were you know like all in with the psychobilly. Yeah, you know aesthetic, and it was really cool. They were all solid musicians too. Uh-huh. I went to school with all these guys. I remember one guy. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but Brandon Anderson. He he was fronting the Crypt, and he just he kind of dressed like the dude from uh, what are they called? Demented Argo. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? So like super, you know, crazy, uh, crazy mohawk, dirty clothes, uh-huh. uh, often women's clothes, like women's blazers and stuff like that. He looked really cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, he became a mortician. And I was like, damn, he was really all in. Dedicated. You know? Yeah. He drove a hearse to school. And oh I remember God. that. And I was just like, oh, this guy's all about it. And then apparently he became a mortician, works around town and like. He may still have the hearse. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, um, yeah, so Rancho, Mike, actually, Jimenez from Rufio, did a couple emo nights for us. Um, Clark was at one of them, but he didn't, you know, he wasn't like a guest DJ. He was just there. We were just all hanging out because we go way back. Right. You know, before Rufio was Rufio, we always just used to kind of hang out and go skate and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, and I was in a band with Mike who was the drummer from Rufio. I was in a band with him and his brother and mm-hmm. one of our other good friends. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of like became, just lingered around, I guess, the neighboring cities and so. Yeah. 
What was the scene like back then? Like, uh, where did you guys, did you guys gig around or? Yeah. Um, we did, but not like, we didn't really get attention, um, big attention, I guess, you know, like with, with that band or whatever. Um, but we would, we would gig around here and there. We were like, well, when, when Showcase Theater. Remember oh, Showcase, Showcase in Corona. in Corona, yeah. Yeah. So we did that a couple times, and it was fun. Like, one of the best shows that I remember from that band, um, it was Rufio's record release show. Mm-hmm. So we, <laughs> Mike played two sets, so one with us and one with Rufio. Mm-hmm. And the dude was just gassed, you know, because <laughs> fast. Yeah. You know, we were, like, punk bands. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, just drumming <laughs> constantly. Uh, but, no, I remember the show. We actually, we played with... Um, this band called Off the Record, um, our friend Artie's band, and then we played with um, Audio Karate and Rufio, mm. um, which is funny. Uh, we had Art from Audio Karate DJ one of our um, emo nights too in Pomona. That's right. I couldn't yeah. make that one. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> I think that was the rooftop one, and was that it? was the one that we had um, Tony Lovato from Mest. Mm. He was up there too. Damn, you guys always have the hard hitters too coming in. It was a good show. Right? It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Art's such a stand-up dude, too, man. But, um, yeah, no, so just, you know, growing up in L.A. and moving out to, um, you know, Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was, I don't know, I was too young to, like, go to too many shows at the time. I went to Glen Helen for a festival. I went to, I never went to the showcase. Um, I don't know, I just never got a chance to. All my friends did. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of my friends have been to the showcase except me. Oh, they also saw the addicts there because they used to play yeah. there a lot, and they, you know, narcoleptic youth and all mm-hmm. these guys. And man, that, okay, showcase. I remember, I was fourteen or fifteen, mm-hmm. and again, keep in mind, I'm fucking up there in age, right? So <laughs> how old are you? Uh, thirty-eight. <laughs> thirty-eight guys. There you go. That's not bad. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just turned thirty-eight <laughs> last year. <laughs> But um, no, so like, okay, so 94, 95, I believe. That was actually what I really started getting into, um, you know, like the pop punk scene and emo scene and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, at Showcase Theater. Was, um, I seen Jimmy Eat World and uh, Blink-182. At Showcase? At Showcase. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was a trip, <laughs> dude. It was a trip. Yeah. But like, you know, back then it was just, it was a normal show. You yeah. Know what I mean, and before you know it, like... Blink's blown up and Jimmy World's fucking huge mm-hmm. and the second time I actually saw them together I believe it was 2000 2001 mm-hmm. um, they went on a they went on tour with Green Day oh, it was, wow. so it was uh, Jimmy World uh, Green Day Blink 182 and they called it the Pop Disaster Tour <laughs> it was so fun dude like three of like my most like influential you know bands and I saw them all in one show yeah and it was so fun nice who do you uh, who do you listen to now then? Like who who sticks out to you? Fuck, who sticks out to it's, me? It's it's hard to get caught up in the old stuff because I do the same thing. Like I I have an iPod that I do not update a lot, and I go back to the just the stuff that I've been listening to mm-hmm. since day one. You know. Yeah, dude. I mean, like it, it it is really hard to break away from you know what's familiar. Yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, I still listen to all those bands. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, all the old school bands and stuff, but if we're talking about a band that really sticks out to me now, mm-hmm. um, a band called Tickers Leavers. 
Taker's Leapers. Yeah. Are these uh are these local guys or from Huntington Beach? Mm. <sighs> I, dude, like, those dudes, man. It's I I can't say enough about them. Like I'll, I I listen to them like almost every day or mm. every other day. So how many albums are they in? I believe this is they just released an album called Break and Bloom. Mm. Um, so this would be their second, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I believe their first one's uh, Filthy Animals, if I'm not mistaken, or if that's just like a title of one of their songs. But um, yeah, no, this is their second, and um, really rad dudes. We had them play a couple a couple times at Emo Night Pomona as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, that band is it's they stick out to me the most. Really, really, really good band. If you nice. guys, you get a chance, please check check them out on <laughs> Instagram um, at Takers Levers. Nice. And on that note, bands that uh, <clears throat> bands that you've been listening to for I don't know twenty years. Oh man, that you okay. that that get better with age. One band comes to mind as soon as you said that. Um, the Get Up Kids. The Get Up Kids. Yeah. Okay. The Get Up Kids. I, I listen to them all the time because that's uh, on the side from Green Day. I would say that they're another one of my favorite bands mm. I can actually just name two and it's Green Day and the Get Up Kids <laughs> um, that's I, I have uh, a, a, a tattoo across my chest and it's just it's script and it says uh, bygones have all gone by uh-huh. and it has so much meaning to me only because I've been in that situation already before with um, one of my longtime good friends and um, and plus it happens to be my favorite uh, a line for one of my favorite songs uh, by the Get Up Kids mm-hmm and it's right there across my chest. So, um, yeah, by far, the Get Up Kids. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, they have a side band called Radar State mm-hmm. um, with ex members of uh, The Anniversary. That band, The Anniversary, they're really good too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go check them out. I think they're playing the Observatory soon. I love that place. Uh, I don't fun. go there enough. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. As a photographer, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of awkward because uh, they have. You've seen the photo pit. I'm sure you've been right up front. And the stage is not much higher right. than the rest of the area. So I like it's like what? Right about right here. Yeah. Yeah. Like just above Stomach. waist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm there standing equal uh, with with the crowd and the band is not much higher than me, so I'm just in everybody's way. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> wait. Like every time I shoot there, I cannot wait for it to be over, <laughs> so I can stop and just like get out of the way. Yeah. Like a couple of times, I've heard people say, "Finally, <laughs> when we're called out." I'm like, oh, I'm you sorry, dick. guys. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry. You'll like this later on Instagram. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a fun place. Um, I love hanging out there. I'll be there on the the 16th actually. Um, so I'm doing Pomona. Emo Night Pomona on the 15th of February, and then I'll be out in, at the observatory with Emo Night Brooklyn on the 16th. Mm. I, I love that place, dude. It's so good. It's fun. The one in San Diego, you said, was at Blonde Bar? Correct? House of Blues. Oh, How- no. Okay, so when Emo Night Brooklyn, when they come to San Diego, they always play House of Blues. Oh, But okay. they do have, San Diego does have um, an original Emo Night. Um, they've been there for I, I believe they're going on their three third year anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's at Blonde Bar, and it's called. Uh, they title it "Through Being Cool." Right, right, yeah. right. Through being cool. Mm-hmm. I've seen those flyers around too, and that's a great song from uh, Devo. <laughs> it's actually a really good. Um, 
album from this other band called Saves the Day, and I think that's where they got the name from. Possibly. Yeah, Saves the Day through being cool. That Dude. album's fucking amazing. <laughs> One of my favorite albums. Who's a band that you um, that you can't explain to your friends that you like? That I can't explain to my friends. That everybody's um, just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's a that's a tough one. I got a lot of those. Because I don't talk about um, guilty pleasures. I always talk about um, who do you feel guilty for not liking? And also, who do you um, just suck it up and say, this is my favorite band. Fuck all of you for <laughs> judging me. You know? <laughs> Bright Eyes is one for me. Bright Eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if we're going to keep on, on on the trend of the conversation, Bright Eyes is one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you mentioned Connor Oberst on your, on your MySpace, on MySpace, MySpace yeah. page. Like I, I, I had Connor over some on my space. Yeah. Too. Oh, Connor. He's wearing a scarf and he's got his hair in his face. In his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Connor. Uh, back in the. Oh, did you read uh, any music magazines back back in the day? Back uh, when AP? they were printing them. AP. AP. Um, yeah. Um, they're, I th- they're still around, man. Um, yeah, they haven't slowed down. So I used to read all the, you know, all all the APs. Um, yeah. Hmm. Did so you like ever I, read like uh, Spin and Filter and... Not so much. Under the Radar? Yeah, not so much, honestly. Because, I mean, like... It's it's like, okay, you're in, you're in all the, you know, like all the music. I mean, AP is where it's at. Because you, you know, you hear about... You, you, you read interviews. Um, you get to check out like up-and-coming bands and stuff like that. And they really did a good job and they still do a good job of promoting like up-and-coming bands as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I'm a huge fan of like local scene and local music. And a lot of the bands that I've heard deserve to be, you know, just out there, man. And I'm surprised at a lot of these bands that aren't signed yet mm-hmm. because they're just, they're too good to not be signed and yeah. touring. So, like, yeah. I mean, one of those, again, like that band, Takers Levers, um, because that, so good. Those mm. guys are so good, man. I, I, that's one of the bands that I just, I, I can't believe aren't signed yet. Mm-hmm. I would seriously, like, walk through the fucking pits of hell to try to get them signed, <laughs> man. I want to do everything I can to help them out. Was that ever an aspiration, like, uh, starting a label or doing, like, PR, managing, something like that? I wanted to for, Because um, now you're curating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to from uh, or f- for this label called Vagrant because back then, um, if you were on Vagrant, like you made it, mm-hmm. <laughs> mom, I made it. You know, just, <laughs> that was the one. That was the one, man. Yeah. And just Vagrant had so many good bands. You know, they even had Dashboard at one time, Saves the Day, um, Reggie and the Full Effect, and you know what I mean, like all those heavy hitting bands like back then. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you asked me a question like how the scene was back then. Yeah. Versus you know, or just versus now. The only difference is, like, we're playing their music for other people, you know, for people. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's, that's the difference. But mm-hmm. back then, it was still the same. Like, um, you just have them on stage, mm-hmm. and you're singing along to them like a live band, like yeah. the, li- the actual band. Um, it was fun, man. It was so fun. Mm. You know, just being involved with the, with the music at that time, like the emo scene yeah. at the time. <laughs> um that word always comes with like a tone. It's funny, doesn't it? You know what's funny is like nobody <laughs> likes it. Nobody likes to say that word emo. Even when I was go- going through uh, like eighth grade and, and, and you know like high school and stuff, yeah. no one liked that word emo. It was, just, it, was <laughs> it was dumb. I always thought it came around when I was coming up. 
Oh like, man, that thing was like that. <laughs> that outside predates. of the Blink-182 song, Emo, like, you well, because like technically, you know what I mean? Like, okay, when okay, like Emo Night, for example. Yeah. It's Emo Night, right? So yeah. what what do you, people expect to hear? Blink-182, you know, bands like Story So Far, and, mm-hmm. or, you know, Taking Back Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like, none of those bands are in that genre. Yeah. Um, if, if, if it's one band, I would say Taking Back Sunday. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, Emo, back then, if someone asked me to... It's funny, because I talked to Jordan from Newfound Glory about this, too. Uh-huh. The very first time he's, he's he did an, uh, an Emo night, he was like, yeah, I was up there playing, um, you know... Bands like Mineral and, you know, Promise Ring and stuff like that. And I just started laughing. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> the way he told the story was so funny because he was like, yeah, man, like people were giving me this look and like no one was singing along. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, let me just try taking back Sunday. Oh, fuck, there it is. Yeah. You know, there's the people. But no, so, so to me, like, that's what I thought when I first started Emo Night. Mm. Cool, I'm going to go and sing some old ass fucking songs, you know? Yeah. And um, it's those bands that I just named and, and it's nothing like that. Like to me, that's, that's emo, like get up kids, um, hundred words for snow, Texas, the reason promise ring, like all those bands, even, if, even that band far, I would even go, I would even say Fugazi. Really? I would even say Fugazi. Yeah. Um, cause like emo is actually came from, you know, like, um, straight edge, like bands like judge. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like the more melodic side of hardcore. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know, bands like No Knife and stuff. And, but yeah, it's. What are the, uh, what are the opposing, uh, opinions to, to what you just said? Opposing. On that note, like how, on that note, like how often are you talking to people that are like, wait, what? You think that's emo? Like, because whenever you talk about genres, you always start getting, you know, you always get into that. Like, uh, oh, they're not that. They're not this, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, um, I don't argue. You don't <laughs> argue. I, I don't argue. It's, it's no, you know, like I, I say that because it's it's very interesting hearing, you know, other people talk about like what emo is to them. Yeah, and they're not taken away from you know what I believe emo is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because to them, they're going through certain you know experiences themselves, like mm-hmm. through life, and you know, um, they'll listen to a favorite song by, you know, it could be even a Blink song. Yeah. You know, everything's emo if you think about it. A rap is emo. Yeah. You know, everything is emo. Dude. Yeah. Um, it's just not, you know, just fitted into one genre or category. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so anything is emo. But, so that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's very interesting when I hear people talk about like what emo is to them. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about what relates to you. Mm-hmm. You know, during, you know, specific times that are you know different circumstances mm-hmm. hey dude do you like a, a post malone song or you know what i mean yeah. like a mac miller song or whatever because that's considered that's emo considered now. emo yeah you know what i mean and like that's what it is to them mm-hmm. and i don't hate on it you're like oh cool like you know talk, talk to me more about it yeah and i love showing people music at the same time as mm-hmm. well you know well this was emo to me i listened to this band i'll check them out you know if you don't like it it's not going to bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if I don't necessarily like something that you show me, I'm sure that's not going to bother you. Yeah. I love, I just love music in general. And right. I love talking to people about different experiences. Mm-hmm. And I mean, do you get deep with strangers? Certain people. 
Certain people. Certain yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I can strike up, strike up a conversation with a, an absolute stranger, just get into music and talk about music for oh, yeah, hours, yeah. dude. Um, I'm a huge fucking music head. I just feel like emo is one of those... <clears throat> it, it The line could be defined pretty easily when you're talking about uh, experiences and that sort of like why this matters to you like right. why do these lyrics matter to you like I love this song by so right. and so it's so, like oh do we broach that subject is this about you know like a dead parent or like you know yeah. or whatever like uh, you know what, how do we it's, it's how do like, we relate to this on a on a casual level you know right and it's it's sometimes it could be hard but I mean mm. for the for, for for the most part life experiences we've ex- we've experienced them. Mm-hmm. You know, like we experience the same things. Mm-hmm. Everyone's had death in the family. Yeah. You know, for one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For two, you've gone through a breakup. Yeah. You know, three, <laughs> your parents divorced. Yeah. You know, four, you're going through a, you know what I mean? It, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, what's to say what you're going through and what you're listening to at that moment is an emo? Mm-hmm. So, I just, you know, don't let anyone tell you like what what is and what isn't. Yeah. Because all that matters is where you at where yeah. you're at in, the, in that specific time mm-hmm. and what helps you get through your patch mm-hmm. or what brings a smile to your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it goes both ways. So have you seen anybody cry at a show? One person. Really? One person. Yeah. And one person came up to me. It is a very interesting song too. Cause, um, it was a, a yellow and I'll, I'll never forget this man. It was a, a yellow card song. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my God, what was the name of it? It's the slower one off of Ocean Avenue. Um, I forget, whatever, mm, but we... Maybe I'll know, hear it in the comments later. Yeah, we'll always play it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll always play it, and then this one this one person um, I, I, I was crying. And, like, I, I just I reached out and just kind of grabbed their hand and, like, sang it to them at the same time. Mm. This was, like, a year ago. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Like, so it's just... You know, and then did you talk to them afterwards or anything yeah, like that? Definitely, yeah. yeah. This is one person that I invited like on the stage with us at the same time. Like, oh wow! Yeah, so it was made their day. Made the day, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. Like just to see, you know, just reactions like that at mm-hmm. the same time because it hits them in, yeah. a, in a place where they were at at one time. Yeah, you know, and or and, currently even or currently, yeah. right? So yeah. Do you find any humor in the, because uh, few things are so easy to bash, mm-hmm. you know, in music, mm-hmm. and emo takes so much shit, I think. Mm-hmm. People love to you hate You know who has emo. it worse? Country. Yeah, but it's, I don't feel it's as sincere, because everybody can find a country song like that, that they like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody can find an emo song that they like, you know, or a, 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 a band in that, in that realm that, that they like, but... Yeah, I guess country. Yeah, that's a good point. They can shit it on a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love to go to Stagecoach and take pictures, but, like... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. not a fan of country. I don't know. Like, my dad raised me on it, mm-hmm. so, like... Yeah. I don't know. Every now and then I'll hear some Garth Brooks song, and I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Older stuff, even better. Right. I do not listen to country music on the radio. Mm-hmm. I do not, you know, I don't seek it out. Mm-hmm. Emo? I really do. Yeah. I really do. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. But people love to talk shit. They do. So do yeah. you find humor in it? Do you like, do you brush it off? Because do, do you feel it personally in any kind of way? Especially I, in what you're doing now? I don't. 
No? And what's funny Good. is I Good. even laugh at fucking everything. <laughs> I'm not a serious dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I laugh. I love to laugh. Yeah. I laugh at everything. I laugh when I'm watching a horror movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, that dude got, yeah. got his leg chopped off. <laughs> it was funny to me. Oh, God. I was no, just but, watching... Um, uh, what was it called? The autism, not the autism. Wow, that was bad. The wow. uh, the autopsy. Uh, the autism. Now that's something that he don't laugh at. The autism of Emily Rose. No, the it was uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose. No, it was the uh, autopsy of so and so, whatever her name was, and it was about. It was a horror movie, and I'm not into horror movies, but the girlfriend is into horror movies, and she's getting me into them she's trying to like watch this one watch this one and i'm like all right fine like i don't yeah. i can't i can't separate reality from fiction mm-hmm. it's just reality and i know this isn't real so like i'm not scared but you, but, you, but, but you do know like every i would like to believe that every horror movie stems from a tale oh yeah that's something that's happened you ever play the game telephone yeah how if you have like if you have like 50 members or like 20 people playing telephone in a circle, mm-hmm. by the time it gets to you, mm-hmm. the story's completely different. Yeah. That's exactly what horror movies are. It's a tale. Yeah. And it was the truth from the first person that said it and told the next person, that next person is going to say something completely different. Oh, not on purpose, but because, you know, details were left out. Yeah. And, you know, or slightly over-exaggerated. Right, so right. that's what horror movies are. Yeah, and so and I can't take so, it. So to answer <laughs> your question, like I mean, to, to to kind of touch on what you said is is like, it is a form of reality. I would say about one yeah. to maybe ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> like five. even if this was all bullshit, somebody thought it was real at some point. There's some truth behind it. Yeah, Definitely. and they, yeah. you know, felt strong enough to write it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know ghost stories and like this one was about more or less a curse and they're you know they're they're doing an autopsy on this woman and they can't figure out like like she's perfectly clean but her organs are burned mm-hmm. and this and that and this old man it's an old man and his son I think I've seen it you saw it they have um what's it called it's yeah oh, not no, the autism not no, no definitely <laughs> not the autism of Emily Rose yeah uh, close, you're close you're close the exorcism of <laughs> Um, shoot, I think I was just watching it the other day. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just watched it last night, and I was like, what are they it was good. They I was work out of their home, but it's like they take an elevator down, right? Yeah, they the have like has a, a separate and kind of like puts her off. They're supposed to go on this date, and instead, like helps his dad. Yeah, because they bring in a, a fresh one, like yeah, the yeah at the last minute. So he's like, all right, I gotta go help my dad. Like, yeah, I can't, the, I can't leave him alone. What's, what's funny is like the dad in that movie plays. Uh, I believe he plays the captain in Super Troopers. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's great. <laughs> I love that dude. I forgot actor. his name, but I love him. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, is this going to be funny? Is it a comedy? Yeah, because I don't think he's always funny, right? Like, no, I, I can't yeah. think he's, of another he's, movie he's He's been, actually played, but... like, a lot more serious roles than he has um, comedic roles. Mm. Yeah. Well, good, because he's, he's, he's a great actor. And that was a good movie. It that was. was my point. It was like, it was a great movie, but, like... It was hard to separate. Like, I, I couldn't separate it the entire time. You know, she's like, why aren't you scared? Aren't you scared right now? And I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm just chilling. I'm just yeah. watching it, you know. <laughs> like, just it was good. Me. It was it was entertaining, for sure. Like, yeah. it was a really good, and 
they're opening her up and they're like finding these like markings and stuff and uh-huh. I'm like I'm interested in this for sure yeah like, you know? yeah. Hmm. yeah it was interesting I liked it so you're into horror movies um yeah but it, again like I'm very bad at names mm. like I, I love horror movies um you could ask you could ask my girl mm. my girlfriend like what we watch before we go to bed uh. <laughs> fucking horror movies like it's just it's if if it's not horror movies it's um like ghost stories or like ghost adventures mm. or things that have to do with like paranormal um I'm just like infatuated with mm. the paranormal do you have any ghost stories of your own I do but they're too long are they yeah are they that long they're long I mean mm. cause like whenever I tell stories I, I go into full detail especially like a story that has to do with paranormal mm-hmm. I don't want to leave any detail out right but um I will tell one it's it's I'll, I'll, I'll cut it super short um when I was about 23 24 or whatever I used to have like or I used to I used to have cousins or younger, <laughs> no I, they're still younger than me but um no back then um we were like let's go ghost hunting let's go ghost hunting so we would like drive to like you know all these places to tamper basically um <laughs> there's this one in rancho um before i i believe it's called it, i might get butchered for this for those people that are that live in rancho but it's uh joseph philip philippi 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 mm-hmm. yeah um that winery or whatever before it was even like a thing like they had closed it down for a while we're talking about the one on baseline, on baseline. like off of day Creek, yeah. right yeah, yeah. So that was closed for a while. I mean, it was still running, but I mean, it was closed for a while. Mm-hmm. And we heard, you know, stories about it. I, I guess, like, apparently someone from Rancho and her boyfriend, um, they heard it was, like, haunted, like, the actual, um, like, the cellar. So they went to go check it out. Um, heard a bunch of shit. Um, apparently, and you can Google this. This mm-hmm. is a true story. <laughs> um, she ended up going insane and put into a, um, an asylum. Wait, who is this? Some girl. Just some person. And yeah, her she boyfriend's was... fine, but this girl she got was it. put in an asylum <laughs> because she just she got effed up by this wow. whole experience. Yeah, so yeah, you can Google it. Um, so we you know, we read all that story and everything like that. There was this website called I, I believe it's Shadowlands.com uh-huh. back then and they used to list everything, every scary and haunted place in California and you know all the other states or whatever but so anyways we check out this place of Joseph Philippi winery and um, you know I'm driving uh, there's two cars so it's me and my cousins in one and my cousin's friends are in the other car and we pull up to like the gate and everything's locked and so we have to like hop the fence or you know just make enough room to go under the fence because mm-hmm. it's you know like a chain link or whatever um, we get to like these two heavy doors that lead into the winery cellar mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm keeping the lookout, like, in my car with my cousin. And before you know it, my cousin's two friends and, and my older cousin come running back and, like, hop the fence, fucking scared, out of breath. Oh, and, my God. And, 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 dude, we heard this, we heard that, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, all right, let's go check it out. So um, <laughs> me and my, my younger um, female uh, cousin, we, you know, hop the fence or whatever, we get to the two uh, heavy doors and we put our ears up against the doors and you know we, you hear like the wind and stuff like that and whatever coming through like the doors or whatever or, like the pressure or whatever mm-hmm. and then 
she's looking at me and she's like, I don't hear anything. I was like, I don't either. But as soon as we said that, we hear three piano notes. <laughs> like someone's playing piano. This is no joke. Like, I could call my cousin right now and she'll confirm the story. Um, we heard three piano notes and we looked at each other wide-eyed and just booked it. Wow. Yeah. That place is open now. So. Oh yeah, it's fully open now. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they have ghost stories. Apparently, you know, like people have other people have said, yeah, you used to hear like full blown parties happening down there. <laughs> Pianos going, and, you know, like old school like ragtime jazz music playing and all that stuff. Jeez, because yeah. that's one of the oldest ones in the area. The oldest one being, uh, what was it called, Thomas Winery or something? I I can't remember the actual name. Foothill and Vineyard. Oh, that's what you know where Coffee Clutch is. I do. You know that old building. Yeah, yeah. They used, used to have shows there. At Coffee Clutch. Co- Coffee Clutch. No yeah. shit. They used to have I shows there. I've seen you there because I used to see shows all the time back in yeah. the day. <laughs> back when they had shows, they they don't really do it anymore. I guess. No, not at all. Or they haven't in a long time. Um, I had a friend who worked there, and he there's a door. If you remember the inside at all, there's a door that um, it's locked. It's just like the frame is there. The door's still there. And they would have, I think they had books, like, on a shelf in front of the door. Mm-hmm. So they took the shelf away and... Got it. <laughs> and, um... I gotta edit that whole part out now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> so this door didn't lead anywhere. Like, as they renovated the building... They closed off that entryway and split it into three separate properties, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine worked there, and he the door could still open, so he opens it up and to break in the new girl, I guess, who thinks the place is already who already thinks the place is haunted. He opens the door and has like muddy footprints coming out of it, and like leading toward the uh, toward the the counter. Mm-hmm. So she comes in to open. 5.30 in the morning, something like that, the next day, and she just sees footprints, she sees the door open, and she screams and just takes off, apparently. Maybe she quit, maybe she, like, I don't know what it, what, what happened afterwards, but, like, he was howling. <laughs> Turns out the door, like, on the other side of the door is just a wall, but she couldn't see it from where she was. Right, yeah, <laughs> wow. And, like, that place apparently has ghosts, too, because that place was built in... 1839 or something like that before Brancho was officially before Cucamonga was officially you know founded right you know and it's just one of those places you know like I I have this book too I have this like short book on like all the haunted places and like it's a lot Mm -hmm. of them in Upland oh there's a ton in Upland yeah Um, there's even there's one in I'm sure there's a well two places that we checked out in Redlands there was some school in Redlands that apparently like if you go between a witching hour, um, you see, like, the swings, like, swinging. It's an mm. elementary school on their own. Yeah. Um, so we checked that place out. That place is a trip, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, we heard, like, knocking from the inside. Me and the same co- uh, cousin, mm. uh, girl cousin, um, heard knocking from the inside of, like, the administration building. Oh. Yeah, it was creepy. And then they have uh, the Barton Mansion. The Barton Mansion. Barton Mansion, yeah. Apparently, you know, that place is, like, super haunted, but it's, like, very hard to find. Well, you can find it now, but it's a replica of oh. the original. So, you know, to distract you or to kind what, of... to kill the ghosts? Detour you. They had to destroy it. Yeah, to, like, kind of 
just detour you from finding the real Barton Mansion. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I I was explaining to a friend recently that like I don't believe necessarily believe necessarily believe ghost stories, but I believe the people telling them to me. Right. Like I believe you, but I'm super skeptical. Liar, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm super skeptical about that shit. Even though I have ghost stories. You know, like, dude, it's I, just one of those things where you yeah. have to kind of experience for yourself. You know what I mean? But like, I have. That's yeah, and a lot, of, like, a lot of the times, I, I get what you're saying, a lot of the times people do lie and people do super over-exaggerate their story just to make it credible. Oh, no, I just think, like, you may have heard something that didn't, that wasn't what you thought you heard. Right. Or things like that, yeah. you know, like, when I was seven years old, I, I shared a room with my sister because I was afraid of my room for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, I don't really remember why. It gave me a creepy feeling. It was a two-story house. It was, like, our first two-story house. And uh, we shared a room. And in the middle of the night, I wake up, and I, I wake up to the sound of my sister, like, rummaging through the closet at the foot of her bed. And I'm right next to her. And uh, she's, like, I assume she's, like, looking for a toy or something like that. I look over. She's still in her bed. And I'm too afraid to look at the closet, but I hear like the clear sounds of somebody looking for something. And I just put my head over the uh, under the covers, and I just woke up later, like in the morning, and I'm like, "What? That's crazy." Was that? Yeah. And apparently, this house. My parents tell me later, "Oh yeah, that house was pretty haunted." We didn't want to tell you, obviously, because you were little kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we thought that house was haunted, and the neighbors thought the house was haunted. And well, damn. I don't know what to do with that. Well, I mean, I can tell you a million stories, like, well, not a million, but um, a few stories <laughs> after, you know, after this. But, um, no, I mean, like, I'm a strong believer in uh, paranormal. Mm. I really am. Do you watch all the shows? I try to. Mm. They have this one on Netflix. Um, it's not Paranormal Survivor. It's, I, I believe it's an official Netflix TV show about mm. paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's good. I'm still waiting for the second season. Mm. So yeah, no, I watch a lot of paranormal shit. <laughs> I was always into alien stuff. My brother is. Did you yeah. get into that? I, I never really did. Your brother um, did, though. My brother did, and he still is. Yeah. I never, like, I don't believe that we've been visited. I don't mm. know. I don't I don't see, like, I, I do some deep digging, too. I'm like, I don't see the real evidence so far. Well, let me like, ask I don't you this. Know. Out of our one planet in this, you know, like, it just, in this galaxy, Mm -hmm. out of many galaxies, out of the entire universe, do you believe we're the only life form? Oh, not at all, no. I just don't believe they've come here. Right. Like, like I'm sure they exist. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mm -hmm. they have to. I don't believe, like, the the stories from Kentucky about an alien abduction. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time believing those things, you know? A lot of the times, but, I mean, it is interesting, though. Oh, they're fast. Yeah. I read all of them. They're a fascinating story. Aliens is my brother's favorite show. Really? I've seen a couple episodes, and I'm like, hmm. I can't. I, see, I, I saw too many <laughs> debunked uh, videos on those things. Well, also, there's like, a lot of debunked, <laughs> like, paranormal videos as well. Oh, yeah. You know, but, I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't believe in it because I've had my own experiences. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there are, like, very, very, very few people that may have been visited 
Who knows? Yeah. You know, but all of them aren't accurate. No, no not, not at all. But there are a few convincing ones where I'm like... Fire in the Sky? You ever see that movie? I never did, oh, man, actually. Oh, that's a good one. As, as far into this as I, into that lore that I am, I never saw that movie. That's I remember when it one. came out. I yeah. remember the previews on TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it. I don't know. I love that movie. It's an about a, it's about an abduction. Abduction. Right? Yeah. yeah. In the Midwest somewhere, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be down. I, I need to ca- I finally catch that movie because like, I just I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching The X-Files and it terrified me growing yeah. up. Like, all of my childhood fears come from that, mo- that, that series. I watched it like five or six years ago over again and I just like powered through a bunch of the seasons <laughs> until they replaced Mulder and then Scully right. with new people whose yeah. names I don't even remember. Um, all of my childhood fears come from that show. Yeah. Of aliens, of like morphing people that come through the vents, of whatever, you know. This Dude, there's that. one episode of X-Files that, that really stands out to me is that uh, is the one episode where the guy like needs to be driving a certain amount of speed for so long, otherwise like his, his head will explode. Yeah. Yeah, and they like come to like a dead end and the guy, he's given like Mulder and whatever, like all the information that they... That he can give them. Yeah. They reach this dead end and then just... You know who that was? Who? Brian Cranston. Was it really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that now. Again. Yeah, I don't remember the season or anything, but uh, that was Brian Cranston. What? Yeah. Actually, come to think of it, I don't remember the rest of the episode, but yeah. What a I'm, trip. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching it again thinking like, I know that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Breaking Bad dude, Malcolm in the Middle dude. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Yeah, horror movies and uh, paranormal. I love it. It, it. It's interesting stuff. I I'm skeptical to the core, but like, I don't know. I still love reading about it. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter? It's in Kentucky. It was in Kentucky in the fifties, mm. and making fun of Kentucky earlier. But like, this is the one that like got my attention. One of the few that got my attention. It was a family just living out in the sticks, right. They're, they're drinking, they're like having a party or something, and they see a streak of light go across the sky and like fall kind of close. And they're like, oh, shooting star, maybe that was something else. We'll ignore that. Um, but then there's a light in like the forest at the end, like way at the end, as far as they could see. So two guys go to investigate, and they end up running back. They're like, there's like, there, there's these little things and they're following us and you know so they run back into the house they grab their guns and like five or six of these things these little figures like they're four feet tall they have like kind of wings for ears and they have just these blank eyes they're, they're metallic silver the, their entire bodies are like metallic silver and they're trying to look into the house they start coming up and they're like They've got their guns ready, and everybody's freaked out now. And they're like, these things are looking in the windows, climbing on the roof. They're not getting into the house, but they're, you know, poking around. So they shoot them, like, through the window. You see that one of them flies back from the force and gets up and just, like, floats away. Like, just, like, an inch off the ground, just kind of floats away, isn't walking. And they keep trying to get in the house, and they're freaked out. They're possibly pretty drunk and already you know because they're hanging out right and these things aren't going away 
eventually they do. They scare him off back into the forest. They drive into town, tell the sheriff, like, what's going on. They come back out, and, like, there's bullet holes all over the house. Because <laughs> they're blasting these things away, and they don't see anything. But they're like, "That's these guys don't lie about shit like that. These are pretty laid-back people. They wouldn't, you know... Yeah. This is a pretty outlandish story. We came out here for a reason. Turns into this tourist attraction and this and that. They want no press. They don't want to talk to anybody. You know, they're just, they're like, this happened and we're scared. Go away. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me like more, like more of a charge. I'm like, you don't even want to talk to the press. You're not even telling the story. Like right. the original story is what you got. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't know. Trip. That one I got, you know, that, or that <laughs> one got to me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a movie that really fucked me up when I was a kid was Pet Cemetery. I never saw it. I wasn't allowed Stephen to watch Stephen King, it. right? Yeah, yeah, Stephen King. What fucked me up was um, the wife has in that movie has a sister, and she's like, you know, she's sick and you know she's she's dying or whatever. Her name's Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't allowed to watch that movie when my parents rented it. Right, so. <laughs> They're sitting there and they're watching the movie and I'm like sneaking around the corner just trying to watch and my dad catches me and then he's just like, nope, you need to sit down. You're going to watch this before you go to bed. Oh. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I wanted. The equivalent the equivalent of making you <laughs> smoke a pack of cigarettes yeah, or something. so I sat there and it was during the scene where I think what's his name is like dreaming or, or, or whatever and, and the wife's uh, sister Zelda like actually gets up off the bed and like runs towards the camera like all freaky and just if you see this movie man you'll know what I'm talking about mm. and like I bawled my eyes out and, like, <laughs> I begged my dad to like stop the movie and let me go to bed yeah and he made you watch the whole thing it's like no, no you want to peek the whole thing, but, like he really it really fucked me up yeah. so Vic where can we find you um, are you are you pretty active on social you're not too active on social I'm media. not too active on social media um on my personal, no, not really. Um, on Emo and I Pomona's page, we kind of quieted it, quieted down a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot, only because like we haven't, you know, really had any shows or anything like that. But um, that's all going to change. Um, definitely going to be more active on Emo and I Pomona's page. Mm. So, um, and that's just straight Emo and I Pomona on Instagram. On, yeah, are you on, on Twitter? Uh, we're on Twitter, um, Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah, so all four uh, major outlets. Um, so you can find us, just, um, you know, hit us up on there. Mm-hmm. Give us a follow. Um, How do bands reach out to you? How uh, do they typically reach out to you? Typically they do, um, a lot of bands do DM. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on which platform? Every Any platform, of them? yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, we do have uh, an email button. Nice. We prefer um, going through emails, you know, just linking us with, you know, like your... Uh, your Bandcamp account and or just you know so we can it, it's better that way mm-hmm. um, what's the email it is at emo night or it's emo night pomona at icloud.com at icloud.com yeah. cool good to know and you I won't say yours because yours is private but uh yeah mine is private but I mean if you guys want to <laughs> well you don't post anything really right I can't remember the last no, time you posted really. something. When was the last time I posted? I'm curious now. It might have been. I you. think it was very recently, but I mean, there definitely is time in between. Mm. Uh, it might have been you and Erica, like in the kitchen or something. Yeah. Just like doing something. Oh, two days ago. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I did not that see one. it. Did I see that? I may have seen that. <laughs> what? What? He's like, little what? cat. <laughs> um, before that was six days. Before that was January 14th. But yeah, I mean, if you guys want to hit me up on uh, my personal account too, that'd be cool. It's just Vic, Vic Alva with three eyes. V I I I C Alva. <laughs> nice. And there you go. <laughs> cool. Anyone but yeah, else guys, you wanna... um, yeah, just don't forget, uh, February 15th is the return of Emo Night Pomona. We have a couple surprises for you guys. Um, please show up. It's completely free. It's 21 and over. Um, sorry. It's, it's, yeah, sorry, uh, anyone that's under 21. We apologize. Um, yeah, so free entry, 21 and over. A um, couple surprises. Emo Night Pomona returns. Please try to make it out. Be there. Bring people. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of good beer for those 21 and uppers. A uh, lot of good beer. DBA is known for it. More so than their wine, I think. It's DBA Wine Bar. but uh, And they have a lot of wine, and it's good. I don't see anybody drinking wine, really. The beer is solid selection. So Definitely. Not to hype them up too much without you know recompense. but uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're great. Cool. Thanks a lot for doing this, man. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Always fun. Cheers. Cheers.